Welcome to another episode of the Space Without Us podcast. This is Dallas. Uh, yes, it happened again. It happened again. I did not uh, record, film, record, uh, talk to myself in my room on Sunday again. I should, you know, I should, uh, for the sake of consistency, so the uh, algorithm bumps up my podcast, I should just film ahead of time, save it, and then like release it later that night or something, or just figure out a way to you know, upload it from my phone or something like that. It's, I should, you know, I should, I should, uh, I should know how to do this better right now. That's why I shouldn't. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to feel more free on the mic. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I should, uh, should have filmed, should have recorded, did not doing it now. Going to release it Monday night. Uh, isn't that, uh, isn't that fascinating? Isn't that interesting? Gonna, uh, record again on Wednesday and then, uh, yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Sunday, then Sunday again. Maybe it should be like a Monday, Thursday thing. I don't know. I'm not going to mess with it. I'm not going to mess. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to make any adjustments to it. I, I, I can't even do a one hour. If I could do one hour a week, I can't do one hour a week, but I need to get the hour in, so I break it up into two 30-minute bits, two 30-minute sections, because I can talk to myself for 30 minutes. I can do that. I don't need guests. I don't need a partner. I don't need any. you know, I don't need that. You know, I got me, dude. I can, I can self-generate, self-manufacture all of what I need uh, from me. You know, it's all coming from my brain. You know, I don't need to react to uh, videos. I don't need to uh, read tweets, uh, even though I am going to do both those both of those uh, things uh, because, you know, it gets it gets boring just talking about me. It gets boring about talking about me uh, and my perfection. You know, I have no struggles. I uh, I've never uh, found anything hard. You know, so uh, you can uh, you can appreciate perfection for all it's worth, but it is the imperfections which provide the infinite source of uh of analysis you know could, could, shouldn't you say couldn't we say you know <laughs> i don't know i don't know what i'm talking about oh my goodness oh my god man you know i uh i went to this amazon force you know they have these amazon four star stores i'm assuming everything they sell in these stores has gotten four stars on amazon and uh, I'm assuming all those four stars were put there by bots. So, <laughs> uh, so take it for what you will. Uh, fascinating thing about the Amazon four star store. Uh, what was it? I found this book, the book called Dune, right? That uh, that's going to be a movie with Tim- Timothy Chalamet. God, oh my God, what a gorgeous, what a gorgeous little boy that guy is, huh? <laughs> he's just got that thing about him. He just he's got the look, you know. I think it's a curly black hair and blue eyes. It just it just looks so good on him. But anyway, uh, so I picked up the Dune book because you know I, I've bought a lot of like uh, yeah. I told you guys this before. I have some autobiographies. I have some philosophy books. I have some some essays of Henry David Thoreau. But I don't have any sci-fi novels, and I no real adventure novels. You know what I mean? No adventure, right? Let me get some more action adventure in my life. You know, let me get some more of the Rings. Let me get some Hobbit. 
you know, I'm always down for some fantasy, but it has been a long, long time since I have read uh, any sci-fi. And uh, Dune is apparently one of the greatest sci-fi novels ever written. And the funny thing is, uh, Dune was written in 1965, or published in 1965, I should say. And, um, you know, I, I thought it would be, uh, you know, well, the funny thing is at the Amazon four-star store, the, um, you know, as we're walking around, as we go to purchase it, the guy asked, do you guys have an Amazon, you know, prime membership? I don't. So I say no. And he's like, oh, you know, the price that the membership is going to be, you know, 20 bucks or whatever. I said, that's fine. And then he leans in and he's like, you or anyone in your family does. And, you know, we tell him, uh, what do we tell him? Like tell him, uh, I think I told the guy, like, I think my brother has one, I think. I know someone who works at Amazon. And that guy said, like, good enough. And then he just, uh, you know, beep-booped into his little touchscreen. And uh, we got the Amazon Prime discount. Uh, fascinating. That not that so interesting? They can... I didn't even need to put in my information. I didn't need to put in any, you know, ID or any email or log in anything to prove that I'm an Amazon Prime member. They can just give it to me at that price anyway. The cashier just has to go beep boop on his little touchscreen and boom, he's got it. You know, he uh, like that. That's all there there is to it, which is un- which is interesting. They even have to ask in the first place. Then couldn't you just be an Amazon four star store that just sells it that cheaply without having to ask? You know, without having to you know, oh, do you have a Prime membership? Oh, if you don't, it's gonna be full price. And then this guy was cool enough to be like, dude, whatever, man. This store is gonna make money you know, prime member or not. So beep, boop, there you go. You know, I, they, I bet you it's just a button that's just like prime member, not prime member. And he just clicks prime member and then they just sell it that cheap, you know, like that's it. Like, I, dude, wouldn't, wouldn't that be better? Like Amazon, you know, four star store. Uh, you don't need to be a prime member to get these sick discounts. And uh, it would probably encourage more people to become prime members anyway. You know what I mean? Rather than just asking people and saying no and, you know, like, oh, man, you know, I didn't get the discount. You know, I'm not sure if I want to commit to, you know, whatever the Prime membership thing is, five ninety nine a month, nine ninety nine a month. Who knows? Uh, but the thing, the thing about that Amazon, like, I would have that Amazon Prime membership. <clears throat> but the thing is, is I don't order enough stuff online to justify it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know these people that are getting boxes like every week to their house. You know, they're, you know, I I don't, what are you ordering all the time? You know, like the only stuff you should, could be ordering that often is like groceries, right? Or, you know, like I, I don't know anything that should be, you should be getting sent to your, like mirrors, mirrors, cups, bowls, plates. Like what are you? You know, occasionally books, but it's not, it's, it's like a constant stream of stuff. I mean, I, I remember there was a, there was a store back in California my dad went to and the store's big, uh, it was a big, big store. Um, and one of the things they, they had written on the, uh, on the windows and paint was, um, we re- get new shipments. Like we receive a shipment every day. And uh, this store was filled to the brim with just absolute junk. And uh, getting shit, really, you get a new sh- you get new shipments every day. Always have new stuff coming in, 
really. And it was the most random stuff. It was mannequins. It was like water guns. They were like uh, pots, plates, clothes. Uh, I think there. I think I, if I remember right, I think there was a like an underwater propeller thing, like a like one of those propellers you hold underwater and then it pulls you along. One of those guys, you know, uh, DVDs and movies. Um, and dude, who even knows if that's real? You know, what I mean, it was one of those like Chinese stores where you know they're they're more than happy to lie to you, you know, just to say whatever they want to say to, you know, if they think it'll help them get sales, right? You know, my dad uh, for a while would have emails, but in the front of the email, he would put USA. So he was like, ah, oh, people think I'm a big shot, you know, if it says USA before whatever my email address is, you know, they, they'll think I work at like a big company. I was like, sure, dad, when they see your USA, whatever, whatever, you know, at msn.net they definitely oh you know this guy's a big shot he's got the words usa in the front he definitely just didn't write that just to have some fake facade of you know uppityness or some fake facade of elitism you know elite stat you know it's it's so easy to look through that stuff and just be like oh that's a lie that's a joke the funny thing is i've sort of been looking back to my own childhood and i realized like oh yeah a lot of stuff you know, people just said that to like appease you at the time, but they didn't, you know, they, they just wanted to, they just wanted to, you to stop bothering them. So that's why they, they say what they say to get you to stop bothering them. And even if it's real or not, they're just like, you just gonna do just want me get out of here. You know, like teachers who, uh, who, uh, uh, you know, the like, teachers who like you know punish bullies like the bullies never really get punished because the, the teachers are just tired because they've seen it all before especially old teachers they've seen it all before they don't want to deal with it you know whatever you know you know until they'll just like be like hey stop don't do it but they're not really gonna stop you know what i mean you know it's just like you know as a little as a little kid you're like where's the justice but then when you get older you realize oh that teacher was you know 55 and was burned out 10 years ago, you know, like she, she just wants to, you know, just stop the problem with as little energy as possible, just have it, she wants the problem to stop bothering her, that's really it, that's what I've seen from a lot of, looking back, and especially my older teachers, that's what it was, and uh, yeah, that was fascinating, that was, oh, so interesting, man, my god, I just remembered something, what was it? Something about appeasing somebody or uh, or just uh, stopping the problem. I don't know what it was. I, I lost it. I lost it, man. Damn it, I lost it. I had it too. Uh, you know, yeah, now I... The funny thing is I realize uh, all this because now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get that. When some, you know, 10-year-old is complaining about there's no justice. You're just like, fucking this 10-year-old... You know, I just want to teach these kids and get out of here and drink. Oh, man. Oh, you know what got me started on this is I actually remembered I saw this video earlier. Earlier. Oh, my God. It was this gif of, like, this three-year-old girl. And uh, it's her birthday. And she's clapping her hands. She's so excited she's going to blow out this uh, birthday candle. There's only one uh, candle on this cake. And then there's, like, this 
five-year-old girl next to her in like a kind of like a rainbow kind of crop crop top which is kind of a like not like super high cut it's like a low cut like a like a crop top where you can like kind of see a little bit of her stomach and then like uh, shorts or like some sort of jean skirt and you can definitely tell this five-year-old does not want to be here she's kind of tired I, I think she's kind of jealous that this three-year-old's getting all the attention and uh what happens is as soon as a three-year-old goes in to blow out the candle this five-year-old dives in it looks like she blows it out before her and then she and then the three-year-old isn't shocked looks at this five-year-old the five-year-old looks back slyly and then like does this little shoulder rocking thing and it's like what a, like this it, like it's like a dude it was like watching a five-year-old uh like the most dude it was like i didn't even know a five-year-old could move their their shoulders like that it's like a, a spoiled valley girl just moves her shoulders and goes, whatever. And like this five-year-old did it and looked at this three-year-old without even, you know, without even like saying anything. I already knew what she was saying. You know, oh, it was the most infuriating thing. And this three-year-old grabs this five-year-old, this five-year-old's hair and starts like, you know, dragging her hair around. And the five-year-old, she's cool with it, right? You know, and the parents step in and stop it and all that. But uh, the video ends too soon. So I don't know if the five-year-old gets punished or anything at all. But they, but the parents just, you know, the adults just sort of stroke her hair. And then, you know, they sort of, uh, they stroke her hair. And this three-year-old's crying, crying, crying. And then the video just stops. And and you can tell the, uh, you know, it's it's one of those situations where it's like, yeah, the five-year-old should definitely get punished for doing that. But also the adults, you know, have been dealing with three to five-year-olds all day. They're probably tired. They probably don't want to deal with it anymore. And they're probably just going to fill these kids up with, you know, their hope. Like, oh, all right, let's just fill these kids up with candy and sugar, have them run around the house, and then they'll tire themselves out and we'll finally have some peace. You know, like they're not going to, you know, they're not going to, you know, <laughs> I, I can't. You know, I may have I gotten too uh, not melancholy, misanthropic, misanthropic, too negative in my old old age. Where, you know, where it's like, man, the adults don't want to deal with that. They don't care, bro. That's not their problem. You know, these are just little. They don't, they want to deal with these little kids as little as possible. Maybe I'm speaking too much from uh, my own personal childhood experience with adults, but oh yeah, dude. The funny thing is that this is being filmed and I'm not I'm not sure if you know if looking back through the footage it's pretty obvious what happened but you know maybe the other adults didn't see it and uh you know and the, and you can definitely tell that that 5-year-old's like a sociopath in the making you know that 5 that 5-year-old is definitely going to uh is definitely uh what's well, it's a 5-year-old a uh girl so she's definitely might grow up to be one of those like kind of really bratty, catty girls. That would be the girl where if you, uh, what was it? If this girl was looking at something in like a shopping aisle and then you asked her, hey, are you done looking at that? She'd be like, you're not my type. And then, uh, you know, walk away, you know. Or she'd be one of those girls who like completely would ignore you, just not even engage, you know one of those things it was so infuriating. oh my the rage is isn't it i don't 
the funny thing, I don't know how old this video, you know, it's on the internet, right? So this video might be 10 years old. Who knows, right? But dude, it is so, oh, the rage, the rage of being a powerless little child, a powerless child, unable to do anything, but also unable to communicate how you feel. And you, you don't have the tools to sort of calm yourself down at that age either. That is a, oh, that is a painful time to be alive. Painful, painful, painful. Man, what was I talking about? I was talking about, I was talking about well, way before this whole tangent. Was, <laughs> oh, yeah, Amazon four-star stores. Um, so anyway, I got, so I got the book Dune for like 50% off at the Amazon four-star store. And for a book published in 1965, reads very well. You know, for for a while, I thought, man, maybe the, uh, you know, maybe the language would be uh, just, you know, languages evolve with time, right? There's new words, there's old words, there's, uh, you know, the the way things were spoken back then versus now could be a little different. But and listen, I'm I've just read through the first two chapters, so I don't really have a full grasp of the book yet. But so far, it, it reads. You know, I mean, maybe this is why it's one of the greatest sci-fi novels ever written. It, it's read, it's it's written, and all the characters speak in a very. Um, I don't know. Even in twenty twenty, I could see the, a book like this being published. You know, the the characters. They. Uh, I mean, there's a bunch of you know made up words and everything like that. Um, that's standard for sci-fi. But the characters, you know, use very sort of common language, common wording. You know, it it's not like when I'm reading Henry David Thoreau. And he talks about a a rill. A rill is a, you know, was basically a term for a little tiny streams that run through a valley. You know who the who the heck knows what a rill is these days. You know, or uh, where he talks about a marmot, or uh, some sort of uh, not marsupial, but some sort of you know, like really old school English wording like that, where you have to look it up to figure out what this guy's talking about to actually picture what he's writing i figured it might be a little bit like that but um no, it's 1965 to now you know maybe yeah i guess it's might not that be it might not that be that big of a difference but um oh so i am enjoying getting in some sci-fi especially uh especially such a classic especially one of the greatest books ever written Think about that. You have the, you, you know, in this modern day and age, you have the pleasure to read one of the greatest sci-fi novels ever written or ever written so far. You know, the pleasure to read such great, great works of literature and have them be so accessible uh, to you too, so close, you know, f- you know, for you to get and so cheap. Fifty. I I got this book Dune for like eight bucks. Can you believe that? Eight dollars. It was like eight fifty for. You know, the greatest sci-fi novel ever written. Isn't that amazing? Like, that's, wow. That's a great deal, you know? And uh, reading, though, reading is tough, man. It's tough to read in this sort of YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, age now. You know, there's so many more engaging things, things that just engage more with you. Than, uh, than a book does, you know? A book requires uh, some more discipline, uh, more discipline than sometimes uh, I can muster. I'll admit that. Oh man, I uh, I also was actually able to. Uh, uh, one of the things I did on Sunday was I was able to actually walk around downtown Seattle. It got a little rainy at parts, but it was all good. Went to Pike's place. 
the thing about Pike's Place is it's always changing, you know, and Pike's Place is always sort of evolving too. It's 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 strangely kind of infinite in that regard, because Pike's Place. I mean, people visit the first floor and they'll visit like the, you know, the next level down, but it goes it goes it goes way deeper than I think most tourists realize. If if you're native to Seattle and you visit Pike's Place enough times, you'll realize oh, there's much more here than you know meets the eye. You know, it goes deep, you know, and, uh, and yeah, it's, I, I'm always seeing like a new store or a store I didn't recognize before, you know, it is, a, uh, it is fascinating, you know, old stores closed, new store open. I went into this new store, uh, where, um, what was it? The, uh, it's a, it's an art, it's a, like, uh, they sell posters and, and clothing. It's a, it's essentially an art store, but the guy, the guy and his wife, uh, run the store and they basically sell um their whole sort of thing is they 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 sell like plushies and uh you know t-shirts and hoodies and and posters uh and bags and, and all that stuff uh and and they're but the thing is they draw care they draw animals in the shape of donuts so like it'll be a cat in the shape of a donut uh, but not just like a circle with a hole. Like it'll look like a donut with like the frosting and sprinkles and everything on it. And, um, you know, it, it's really just a donut with a cat's face on it. That's really what it is. A donut. It's not really a cat donut. It's a donut with a face of a cat. You know, donut bat. Uh, you know, apple fritter dog. Uh, you know, yeah, cat, dog, bat. What other ones were there? I mean, there's different, you know, types of dogs, different types of cats, of course. Um, I believe they made, I believe they made a, they didn't make a donut monkey. I, I don't think that was one. They should, though. That would be pretty fun. Would you put arms and legs on that, though? I don't think you would. Because the donut cats and dogs don't have arms and legs. So if you're going to make a donut monkey, if you put, you wouldn't be able to put an arms and legs on it. That That wouldn't sort of fit the, well, the thing is, the donut bat has wings. But the donut bat, the face of the bat and the face of the cat, since cats and bats have, like, kind of triangular ears, they almost look interchangeably. So you sort of have to put the wings on the bat. Yeah. I was thinking, if they made a monkey one, would they have to put a tail on it? But they don't put tails on the cat. But I think for the monkey, you'd have to put the arms and legs and a tail on there. Because if you just put the face of the monkey on the donut, though, I think you should be able to tell if it's done well enough. Well, the thing is, with like plushies and stuff, you know, it's not, you don't get to go in with like a, a fine-tuned pencil, right? This is this yarn, you know. It's it's fuzzy for a reason, right? So it it's, you know, it depends, you know. It'd have to be the right donut, too. Fritter monkey isn't really, no, that's not going to work. You could do the classic, you know, donut shape, but you couldn't do like a donut hole monkey. That, w that would almost be like almost a monkey if you put the, the arms and legs on it and a tail. That'd pretty much almost be a monkey, like a cartoon monkey. So, yeah, you'd have to keep, you have to keep a donut with that. Oh, man, the thing, ah, was it? I saw the gum wall again, man. I really... God, the gum wall, you know, oh my God, the gum wall. I get that it's sort of like a cool niche thing for a city to have and it's, and it's somewhat interactive, but also I hate it, dude. 
Uh, the city goes in, cleans it up every once in a while. They spray it down with water or whatever. They clean it out. And, um, man, it just, I just hate that. <laughs> I really hate that wall, dude. It has gum in the summer. It's hot. It's sticky. There's flies everywhere. It's people's saliva on a brick wall. It's not sanitary, I'll tell you that much. And especially in the age of COVID, come on, gum wall during the age of COVID? No, no, clean that up. That's a vector. <laughs> That's a disease vector right there. Six feet away from the wall, please. Oh, man. But, yeah, dude, ugh. Just even talking about the gum wall just makes me want to, ugh. Ugh, oh, man. I got to talk to some more Seattle natives, how they feel about the gum wall. I am not a fan. I'm sure many other people feel the same way. And I'm sure there are people who love the gum wall. We like how weird it is. Well, can we, you know, maybe we should be remembered more for the space needle than the gum wall. All right. Ah, oh, man. Uh, uh, what was it? I was working today. I was listening to podcasts today. All I do is listen to people talk these days, man. I listen to podcasts while I work. I listen to the news to fall asleep. You know, I just listen to people talk, 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 talk. That's all I do. And then I talk. And then I talk. And then you listen to me talk. And then you listen to me talking about listening to other people talk. And, and you know, probably, you know, talk to somebody about that. And I'll probably talk to, <laughs> you know, you about that. And you talk to me. And I talk to you. You talk to me. I talk to you. You know, I listen to people talk. I talk to them. They talk. We're all we're all just talking. We're all just listening to people talk. Always talking. Uh, that's why I'm trying to get into reading a little bit. It helps break me out of the the usual sort of cycles. I get it. You know, breaking out of the cycle, man. Breaking out of the matrix, bro. This I'm 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 taking the I'm taking what was the 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 red pill, the blue pill. It was a blue pill. It was a blue pill that that. Uh, sets Neil back to sleep. It's taking the red pill that wakes you up from the matrix. I can really see now, man. I can see it. God. Uh, red pill. The red pill. There's so many like red pill websites now. Red pill subreddits. Red pill this. Red pill that. I, I don't even really know what it means at the end of the day. It doesn't make any sense to me. Ah. Uh, man. I, uh, you know, it is October. Next month is November. We have a new president, and it's also when I leave my office job here. So that will be a fascinating time. Man, the thing is, we, we have an age limit for the president where you can't be, like, younger than 35. But I believe we should have, like, a ceiling as well. We have a base, but we should also have a ceiling. Like, you know, you can't be older than 75, you know? Is that crazy? Does that seem crazy to me? If it's crazy, let me know. Let me know if it's crazy, man. I, it's just when, when people, I mean, doesn't the Fed, the federal government forces you to like retire at 72, right? Like that's when you have to cash out Social Security and, you know, leave your job or something like that. You know, it's something like that. And, uh, you know, I just, I mean, there's so many old, the thing is there's so many old people in government, so many old people. Not, it's not just the president. It's also senators, representatives. A lot of old people. I wonder why that is. Is it experience? Is that what people... We just, where is the experience? I mean, I'm sure there's this very old school way of, you know, getting big locally. You know, maybe being a mayor. Maybe being on city council. And then you build up there for a state. And then from the state, you build up there to the federal. And then, 
you know, federal, federal, federal for a long time, then you can, you know, break through to, you know, hopefully the presidency or something like that, you know. Ah, man. But it's just, ah. the thing about, the thing about it is uh, no, there's no term limits. So you just, so especially for like Senate races, you know, representative races, people just end up voting, you know, for the same person just because like, oh, I, I feel, you know, I feel fine. I'm sure they're doing a good job. Everything's okay. My neighborhood, just keep them going. It's it's working out well. And, you know, then these people end up being in government 30, 40 years, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's like, a, like, you can always, you know, get voted out. But if you're like the incumbent guy, people like kind of knowing what they're getting. So it's like, oh, you know, I could change it up and mix it up. But people are like, oh, I'm kind of fine with this guy. They're just going to kind of keep it keep with that guy especially since that the the funny thing about especially in government if you're like a senator or representative you're there to represent the will of the people yeah of course but also if you accomplish nothing you know if if every you know bill you try to do or if 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 nothing ever happens when you're in office it's not like you get punished for it you know you might get voted out but it's not like you know, you're going to get written up, right? It's not like your your paycheck's not going to come in the mail. You know, you can afford to kind of just, you know, not do anything. And, um, you know, if, if people aren't paying attention and, you know, no one's running against you and, you know, if, uh, you know, if, if everyone's sort of fine with what's going on, you can just kind of keep, keep that going, going, going and just you know, never run into any trouble. I'm sure that's how some politicians operate. They find a niche, they get in, they put the minimum amount of work, and then they just hang there for as long as possible. But then again, I'm also sure that there are politicians who are working really, really hard every day for their constituents. The Leslie Nopes of politicians, Parks and Rec reference, look it up, where they're just running around, working hard, talking to people, engaging with the community, you know, and, and trying to get things done despite the fact that, you know, even if nothing happened, you're not going to, you know, the only way you get fired from that job is if you get voted out or if you, you know, commit a crime or something, right? Murder somebody. But, you know, it's it's government positions like, well, especially elected positions like those are, are, are kind of unique in that regard compared to other jobs in America, I guess more private sector jobs, even compared to some other government jobs. If, you know, there, if, if you're like a city, you know, water worker and you're not doing it, Hey, you're fired. So I don't know. That's always interesting. Oh man. I, uh, speaking of the, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, since I was walking around, Oh wait, Oh my God. I already did, you know, over thir- just hit the 31 minute mark. Man, I am coming back. I'm coming back in a big way, guys. Um, I'm riffing. I'm jiving. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm with the, with the jokes, with the yada yadas, with the ha has, with the he he's, you know, with the yuck yucks, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back, baby. I'm Mike Iron Mike Tyson coming out of prison. Boom, 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 pow. Another, <laughs> another knockout. Ah, uh, all right, guys. Well, listen. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the uh, Space for Dallas podcast. This is Dallas.